Hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Soapbox Stand Up. My name is Lucas Muller, and it's Monday, March 15th. Before I get started with this week's RSL news, I wanted to give a quick introduction to this new podcast. Um, there are a lot of really fantastic Real Salt Lake podcasts that already exist. RSL Show, Clayton Colball, Off the Crossbar all come to mind. There's others as well. Um, and they do a really fantastic job of analysis, opinions, tactics, in-depth reviews, interviews, etc. Um, but my hope with this show is to do something a little bit different. The purpose of this podcast will be to bring you all the major news ar- around Real Salt Lake, the Monarchs, the the front office, the whole organization, and 10 to 15 minutes delivered to your podcast listening app first thing Monday morning. So I'll cover anything from um, from new owner rumors or news to initiatives of the RSL Foundation, game results, and a brief re in a brief recap for both RSL and Monarchs games. I'll preview the upcoming games for uh, the week for um, RSL and the Monarchs. Anything around signing, rumors, staff changes, organizational changes, um, all that stuff I will do my very best to cover in a short, concise way and have that ready for you every Monday morning. Why the name Soapbox Stand-Up? The stand-up part comes from tech. I work in tech and uh, stand-up is a is either a daily or weekly meeting that you have with your with your team or department to cover all the major issues uh, and topics of of the day. Um, just a quick alignment and to get everyone on the same page. Uh, soapbox refers to RSL Soapbox, where I write, um, where this will be published, um, and so that's the idea: is to bring you a quick weekly. Um, overview of all the major news going around on around RSL. Uh, a few more housekeeping things before we jump into this week's content. Um, I will be the main voice you hear in this podcast, but Megan Webb, Miles Dunn, and Joseph Hutchinson have all agreed to step in should I be unable to record, which generally means I'm camping. Um, during the preseason, this will be released every two weeks. Um, frankly, there's not all that much news going on. Um, especially at this point in preseason. Um, But once we get closer to the season, we'll move to a once-every-week cadence. Again, that will be delivered first thing Monday morning. Uh, And with that, let's recap all the major news of the RSL offseason. So first off, preseason has begun. The team is in market, training in Harriman. They'll, They'll be in Harriman through March, and at the end of March, they will travel to Tucson, Arizona, where they will play some preseason games. Um, Tucson seems to be a, a really regular occurrence with them in the preseason, um, warmer weather, and there's a few teams that will go down and just have preseason games against one another. So our cell schedule looks like this. Um, first, first preseason game they have will be against the Rapids. That's on April 3rd. Um, and then they face Phoenix rising on April 7th and then finish off the series on April 10th against the LA galaxy. Um, that's one week before the regular MLS, MLS season starts. I do know that the MLS games are supposed to be streamed. There have been some issues around um, streaming rules within MLS, so it's not totally clear where that will be available. But as we get a little closer to those dates, I'll, I'll report on that. Um, for Phoenix Rising, uh, it sounds like the team has declined streaming of any kind. So unless someone is in there with a cell phone, we probably won't get a look at that game at all. We also know the first two games 
for RSL. Uh, MLS season kicks off on April 17th. And of course, RSL have a bye in that first weekend, um, so they will not play till April 24th. On the 24th, they will uh, travel away to Minnesota to take on Minnesota United. Um, the home opener is on May 1st, um, and they will play Sporting Kansas City. It is kind of insane that that the first game of 2020 for RSL came in February, and this season's home opener is not until May, but that is the schedule as we have it. Um, so going uh, into the off-season news, um, I want to talk about player signings. Rubio uh, Ruben um, is a 25-year-old center forward. He's a guy who has spent some time with the national team. He played in Europe and Liga MX, um, but most recently was with Landon Donovan's San Diego Loyal. Um, he seems like a good player. Uh, he's a player that kind of didn't live up to the hype, at least not yet, that he had when he was younger. Um, so I think it's a good pickup. He's coming from USL, so it's kind of a step up or step back up for him, but seems like a guy who could do a job at center forward, especially when RSL desperately needs um, that kind of striker. Also, rumors abound that Bobby Wood has agreed to a deal with RSL. Um, he's still in Germany, um, so it seems like he will not join the team until summer. Nothing official has been announced, but... It's it seems pretty clear that that deal is basically done and just waiting until summer. Um, RSL has also signed um, uh, 16-year-old keeper Jeff uh, Duznup. I'm not entirely sure how to say that. Uh, he's a homegrown player um, with Zach McMath, Andrew Putna, and David Ochoa already in the roster as goalkeepers. It seems like this is a Monarchs signing, really, but also kind of to get... Um, academy kids signed to the first team so they don't say leave for Europe without uh, without ever joining. So that's exciting. Um, RSL selected four players in the um, in the super draft, um, but it looks like Brett uh, Hasley is the only player who is rostered with the team. So he um, seems like he's actually going to be with RSL. Um, and then the latest signing is uh, Anderson Julio. Uh, he's a guy who was rumored to be close to a deal with RSL two years ago. It didn't get done, but he's playing in uh, Liga MX now, and he is coming to RSL on loan. Um, so that's pretty exciting, but he seems like a guy, uh, right winger, who could really add some competition to that spot. Um, moving into ownership updates, there unfortunately really is nothing to report here. Uh, it has been completely silent since uh, Major League Soccer took over the sale. Um, that was early January. Um, I, I am surprised that a deal didn't get done before then, but, um, you know, there are people like Sam Stayskull of the Athletic, who is a former RSL employee, um, seem to really think that a deal would get done really quickly once MLS took over and that has not happened. So Ryan Smith is, uh, potentially in the works but it's surprising that nothing has gotten over the line yet um and so we wait and see on that front now part of all the ownership uh just fiasco has been uh utah royals in case you missed it were basically sold to a group in kansas city so all the player contracts were sold to this new group um i don't think they've even really released a name yet um 
but they were sold and moved to Kansas City. Super, super similar to what Utah did when um, FC Casey went under in 2017 um, and brought up the team for 2018. So the silver lining here is that Utah Soccer Holdings retains the rights to the Utah Royals name and branding, and the owner has the option already already built into the purchase of whoever purchases the team. The option is built in that they can bring in an NWSL team back to Utah as early as 2023. Um, uh, listeners may know me from my work on the Utah Royals FC show. Uh, you know, NWSL in Utah is very near and dear to my heart, so I will be sure to cover that here um, if there are any updates on that front. Uh, moving on to uh, U.S. Olympic qualifying, uh, former RSL player and head coach Jason Christ is the head coach of that uh, of that team. It's a U23 team, um, and Justin Glad, Aaron Herrera, and David Ochoa have all been named to the 20-man U.S. Olympic qualifying roster. Uh, uh, Sebastian Salcedo and Soto, who are both RSL Academy products, uh, Bofo, a former RSL player himself, um, will be on the roster also, which means basically five RSL um, Academy kids are playing for Jason Christ on this roster, which is really exciting. Last I heard, Jeff Gassar uh, was still the goalkeeping coach for the uh, for the Olympic roster. Um and so it's kind of fun to see how much RSL influence has on this Olympic team, and hopefully they hopefully they qualify. Um, uh, so they've got some games coming up. March 18th is against Costa Rica. March 21st against the Dominican Republic, and March 24th against Mexico. Uh, interestingly, Jason Christ, who had been an academy coach for um, Inter Miami, was uh, moved up to Phil Neville's uh, coaching staff as an assistant. And the under-17 coach uh, will fill in for Jason Christ while he's out. And that under-17 coach is Javier Morales. So um, a lot of really fun RSL connections here with both the U23 national team and Inter-Miami. There have been a few changes in in the coaching staff over the offseason. The first is Tyrone Marshall left for um, uh, Cincinnati. He's going to be the U19 head coach. Um, seems like a move that happened really because he was um, wanting to be closer to family. Uh, RSL brought on uh, Matt Taylor as an assistant. He is a former MLS player, kind of a journeyman, uh, played all over, but he was most recently an assistant at UCLA. Um, RSL also brought on um, uh, Nacio Nacho Fernandez as the goalkeeping coach. Um, that's pretty major. Uh, Andrew Putna and Zach McMath. Um, both spoke highly of him. It seems like they really like him, so that's an encouraging sign to see in the uh, goalkeeping front. Um, on kind of the negative side, uh, former player and former head scout Andy Williams um, has officially left the club to take a job as the uh, head coach of the Pre-College Development Academy Arizona um, squad. So he will be in Arizona and is no longer a part of the RSL organization. Uh, he had a lot to say about um, his treatment at RSL. It seems like, yeah, it seems like a certainly a failing on the club side. There's a lot we don't know, but um, he had a lot to say about it on Twitter. If you're interested, go go find those tweets. Um, and then on a very similar note, Luke Maholland has retired from playing, and he's taking on a job as a scout for RSL. 
Uh, he seems to be the only full-time scout, but um, Tony Beltran, Elliot Fall, and the new um, technical director will all have a hand in that. Uh, on that note, Kurt Schmidt um, was announced as the techn- technical director. Uh, Kurt is the son of the late and legendary Ziggy Schmidt. Um, Kurt last worked uh, at Inner Miami, but he's also been with the Sounders, LA Galaxy. He's a guy who's very familiar with, with the league. Um, from an RSL press release, his role will include leading the scouting department, development and supervision of player uh, progression plans, developing clubs, uh, soccer curriculum, and managing uh, player movement between RSL, the Monarchs, and the Academy. So he, it seems like this is a really strategic and smart move to bring in a technical director. They haven't had one for several years, so could really help in the operations of the team. Uh, there are also rumors that the name of the stadium may change. My understanding is that is a possibility, but there's no agreement um, in place or anything like that. So uh, Rio Tinto Stadium remains Rio Tinto Stadium until uh, we hear otherwise. Um, but it seems like from a contract standpoint that they can they can negotiate with someone other than Rio Tinto. Uh, I don't have a lot of Monarchs news uh, for this episode. I'm hoping to dive into that more soon. Um, the biggest news, in my opinion, is uh, the captain, Jack Blake, is going to go to San Diego Loyal, where he will play under Lennon Donovan. Um, uh, Blake has always been such a nice guy. I've interacted with him like several times. He always says hi, just a really warm person, but also a fierce competitor, leader on that team, um, and it seems like a loss to have have him leave. Um, And the last bit of news I have for this week is not really RSL news at all, but the Vancouver Whitecaps will be staying in Utah and playing their games at Rio Tinto Stadium. Um, So interestingly, the first MLS game at at Rio Tinto in 2021 will be a home game for the Vancouver Whitecaps against the Portland Timbers. Uh, That's Sunday, April 18th. Um, But this really boils down to COVID-19 restrictions. After the MLS's back tournament, um, last summer, I think Vancouver or all the Canadian teams did something very similar because Canada has done a much better job with COVID than the U.S. And you can't just cross the border whenever you want without quarantining. So that makes traveling to and from games very difficult. So these Canadian teams are um, choosing to stay in these MLS host cities for kind of the foreseeable future this season. So, um, yeah, Utah will be home to the Vancouver Whitecaps and for much of 2021, at least the start of the season. That's all the news I have for this week. I know there are things I missed, but um, I will be back in two weeks with more preseason news and, and try to cover anything about the offseason that I did not today. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and have a great day.